If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! I think the eight minutes and 46 seconds gave us a chance to really reflect how long, first of all, that time period is, and it allowed us to really hear our breath. Welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and that is the voice of Cindy Bowe, Operational Vice President and Chief Strategy and Business Development Officer in the Delaware Valley for Nemours Children's Health. Cindy was among a handful of people who helped organize the June 5th Enterprise-Wide White Coats for Black Lives event, during which associates knelt for 8 minutes and 46 seconds to raise awareness about disparities in medical care for minorities and issues related to systemic racism in the healthcare system. The event followed by just 10 days, the killing of George Floyd by a white police officer in Minneapolis, and proved to be a powerful first step for Nemours to actively work to end the spread of racism for the health and well-being of all. It started to take hold and grow organically, and for a time independently, at Nemours' locations in both the Delaware Valley and Florida. That's where hematologist-oncologist Dr. Manisha Bansell approached leadership in Jacksonville for their support to have Nemours Associates participate in the national demonstration, which was just two days away. I was amazed. Um, I really, it was a simple ask, um, and I certainly didn't think it could be anything very big. Um, But yeah, within 48 hours, and I think I was really impressed that, you know, when I reached out to leadership, not only did they you know, look up um, to, you know, senior leadership to get uh, approval, but then very quickly hooked me up with all the right people. It was just in a matter of a couple of emails. Among the people Dr. Bansell connected with were Cindy Bowe, as well as pediatric orthopedist Dr. Kurt Dabney, who also serves as the chief diversity and inclusion officer for Nemours in the Delaware Valley. We very quickly organized and got together and plan that uh, we would do this. There would, you know, be a, a group of us who are up here in the Delaware Valley, and the group in Florida would at the same time do um, uh, a kneel and uh, would sort of try to synchronize this. Of course, it was going on across the entire country as well at the same time. Jefferson had, had indicated that they were going to do it, you know, Christiana and others. And some of our clinicians came to us. It was raised on a Wednesday. And they said, hey, listen, Christiana and Jefferson are doing something on Friday at one o'clock. Can we participate? So the email came to me and I said, absolutely. But I said, we need to make sure that this is, if it could be, enterprise-wise. And so it got channeled to the, um, what I call the chief medical officers of each campus. So Dr. Mary Lee and Dr. Michael Earhart. And they said, absolutely, we can do this. So within 36 hours, I kid you not, that Wednesday night, Thursday, there was a, a, a small team <laughs> and we just, we got it out. We got the message out. The logistics of it 
you know, don't seem very hard, but it was more about, you know, philosophically, what do we want Nemours to be saying? Um, kind of what is our role going to be? Um, there was actually some great discussion about the data that's already there about racial disparities in healthcare. And so um, it was just a really interesting dialogue and, and very neat to be able to, you know, find collaborators, future collaborators. So, you know, we took that um, and then I, you know, worked on crafting the emails and kind of what the message was going to be. And then um, just had some amazing people um, who just took that and crafted, you know, beautiful emails that really, I think, reflected what what we wanted it to reflect and, um, you know, it just really was a matter of a few emails and so thought that maybe a few people would show up. And so I think we were all taken aback by how many people responded. One of those people was Patricia Oceanic, director of the Nemours Office for Health Equity and Inclusion in the Delaware Valley, who joined the ad hoc planning group. Just hearing about people in healthcare wanting to do something to address the, the issue of racism on health and thought that this was a really good way to show solidarity, to show that Nemours is greatly values the social determinants of health, um, and race and racism is certainly one of those social determinants of health. And it was really a moment of solidarity for the staff. Concurrent with standing up an enterprise-wide event in just under 48 hours, messaging was being developed by senior leaders across the enterprise to make clear the Nemours position against racism. Cindy Bowe. I remember um, that weekend following Mr. Floyd's death, I had a conversation, a courageous conversation, honestly, with my um, local CEO, so Dr. Jay Greenspan. And it was an, it was over the weekend, and not just myself, some other folks were like, you know, Jay, we, we really have to, we really have to put out some statements. At the time, there were some violent protests in Philadelphia, which impacted um, our associates from getting to us and, and having our clinics closed for two days. So it wasn't, it wasn't taken lightly, at least in my mind, it shouldn't be taken lightly. So we had a, a very candid and courageous conversation about issuing some statements. He did ultimately put out the statement, and it was, in my mind, one of the most heroic things that I've seen a CEO do. He did it because he felt it was important for our associates. And then the following day, or following two days, um, now this is one week after Mr. Mr. Floyd's death, Larry Moss also issued a statement for the enterprise. Again, a heroic effort. A statement that read, in part, quote, As a steward of society's most vulnerable citizens, children, let there be no doubt that Nemours is committed to a culture of inclusivity, diversity, humanity, and respect for all. And the White Coats for Black Lives event was simply the first step in what will be a long journey toward full inclusion. It started June 5th, both inside and outside of the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando, in Jacksonville's Riverside Memorial Park, outside and inside the home office in Jacksonville, and at homes and offices across the enterprise, many taking part remotely as a result of stay-at-home orders due to the coronavirus pandemic. For those at the A.I. DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington, that first step took place in the hospital's atrium. Dr. Kirk Dabney. There's a center atrium, and it goes up about five levels, uh, and it goes in a circumference. So uh, we had people standing at three levels, and they were all doing the same thing. I literally, my jaw dropped because when I went to the atrium, at least for me, at 1230 that day, I saw people congregating. I literally broke down in tears. 
It was incredibly emotional. Delaware Valley CEO, Dr. Jay Greenspan. But it was very meaningful. And it did, you know, it did point out how long that took for him to be crushed. And, you know, the comments made by our team were really emotional and moving. And I think it helped that we had so many people there in a COVID pandemic. There was basically the, the building emptied out as much as possible. And they all came together in the atrium for, for you know, however long that meal was. Um, very powerful. My role actually was up at the podium. Every minute into the microphone said, you know, I can't breathe. And the next minute I would say, I can't breathe. And so you could really feel the effect, even myself, the one saying I can't breathe, I could really feel that effect even more that uh, this is what it was like, Mr. Floyd, you know, he's lying there with someone kneeling all their their body weight on their his neck. And every minute, you know, he's, he's crying out that, you know, I can't breathe. So doing that for that amount of time is just uh, staggering uh, what that experience must have been uh, for him. Emotionally, just seeing that many people in one place on their knee or on their knees, imagining what it was like for George Floyd to have somebody on his neck for that amount of time the solidarity of people coming together. You know, these were physicians, these were other healthcare providers. They were people like me who were non-physicians, you know, not in a medical profession, but all of the people that came together with that sole purpose of making a statement to say, we don't want this in our system. We will do what we need to do to, to close the gaps, um, to do what we need to do. It was incredibly moving and powerful. And, you know, eight minutes and 46 seconds on your knees doesn't sound like a long time, but when you're actually doing it, it was a long time. So the impact of what that was you know, I, I can't even imagine what it was like for George Floyd, but just um, seeing everybody there together was, it was humbling. It was a very humbling experience. I never thought that there was this outpouring support. And afterwards, people came up, not to me, but I mean, I'm just hearing like people come up to another and they said, can't believe Nemours did this. This is really the first step of many. And I totally agree with them. That was one step of many, many steps to come. But it was affirming the the thought that, you know, when we previously didn't think that people wanted to take part in efforts like this or wanted to show their own true self and authenticity, that this all, we just broke all the, all the hypotheses. People showed up, people were in clinical care, people showed up, people who weren't here because of COVID, they took videos of themselves and pictures of themselves and sent it into my um, Office of Health Equity and Inclusion mailbox. If they participated in the event... Um, as individuals, um, as well as in group settings, I got hundreds, literally hundreds of pictures, people in their backyards, people at the street, people including their children um, in this. And it was probably one of the most moving events that I have participated in in my you know, career here at Nemours. It was a moment of solidarity, truly. One Nemours, um, was, it, was, it was amazing. And I was really touched by the people who did it at home and sent in pictures. And I thought that was really cool to include them. Which begs the question, was any of this emotional outpouring a result of the mission and culture established by A.I. DuPont himself? Dr. Manisha Bansal. 
Yeah. I mean, if you think about what he charged us doing, um, he wanted us to take care of patients who had medical debilitation, um, who needed our help. Um, he never said based on race, based on gender, et cetera. And so that's our charge. And, um, and I think all of us who go into medicine accept that, you know, we, we, um, accepted that responsibility when we were in medical school. And so, um, there, there can be no difference in care regardless of a patient's background. And that goes beyond race. That goes to culture, that goes to gender, um, sexual orientation, et cetera. Um, we need to do right by all of those patients. I think it sent two things, right? So internally to the associate, it said, wow, we actually do and can respond. That, you know, something like this is a first step of many. Um, and, I, and I actually think it contributed to the conversations that led to Dr. Moss's email. Because if we went silent and, and, and a couple of people did it, it would just be like yet another day, another event. Okay. I think sort of the publicity of that and, and the sort of the emotions that ran through that particular event gave feedback to people who can make decisions, right? To actually say, wow, this is important to our associates. Let's do something. Let's put a plan. Let's put a strategy together. We are behind it. We are leaning in. We are telling you that we are in support of this. And then to the external environment, whether they be partners or stakeholders or communities or patients and families, it spoke volumes to say, this is an organization that recognizes it's not perfect, but it is willing to play a role in breaking down some of those things that have systemically caused these disparities, that have systemically caused racism. And we want to, no more, we want to be a contributor in changing that. So what comes next? How is Nemours planning to move forward with health equity and inclusion and against racism? Dr. Kirk Dabney. You know, at Nemours, we really have escalated those efforts. You know, we have mandatory training for both diversity and inclusion for uh, our associates. And as a result of what happened to Mr. Floyd, we've also initiated anti-racism training uh, as well as uh, a formal anti-racist statement that Dr. Moss, uh, he basically has really given uh, a group of us the task of putting more and implementing more of these uh, efforts in place uh, as we move forward. Some of these efforts, as Dr. Dabney points out, have already begun, with Cindy Bowe taking a lead role in the uphill climb. I've been asked to lead a strategy, to an enterprise strategy that addresses health equity, diversity, inclusion, and anti-racism. Again, really part of the DNA and fabric of what we do, but not traditionally when you think about, you know, healthcare, right? You think about care delivery, you think about doctors and nurses and clinicians, but underlying that, all of that is really around, you know, health equity, diversity, inclusion, and anti-racism because it's so integral to who we are as caregivers and who we serve our patients and families and communities. The passion and intensity of the White Coats for Black Lives event is not simply a one-time thing. The conversation on health equity, inclusion, diversity, and anti-racism here at Nemours has new intensity, new life. We'll continue the conversation on the next Nemours Champions for Children podcast as both Cindy Bowe and Dr. Kirk Dabney talk about these difficult and entrenched issues sharing personal stories of racism they have faced, and the mission they are about to take on. 
please join us. The Nemours Champions for Children podcast is available for you and your friends, of course, on your favorite podcast app. We encourage you to subscribe today so you don't miss any episodes. Your input is always welcome, of course. We'd love to get your feedback on the podcast and your story ideas, too. Email us at podcast at That's podcast at Production assistance is provided by Peter Adebi and Deborah Griffin. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. And our words of wisdom today come from Dr. Jay Greenspan, who is committed to keeping the energy around the issues we've talked about in the forefront of everyone's minds. You know, my commitment as a CEO is to just not let that energy die. I don't think we can keep quite the energy level that we've had because it's been, you know, massive, but we're going to keep it up as long as I'm CEO. I'm Carol Vassar. As always, thank you for listening to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Until next week, stay safe, stay well, and thank you for all you do for the families and children we serve.